Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Forbidden Forest. So today Sophie's not recording with us, but we're we're just so we're just gonna do the the two of us talking about this chapter. So let's start with the chapter. So Filch took Harry and Hermione down to McGonagall's office where they sat and waited. Harry kept trying to think of cover-up stories and wondered how they could have possibly forgotten the cloak. Good question, Harry. I I don't see Hermione forgetting it. Like, yeah. she's so smart and she just thinks, like, of everything that you would just think that she would know. But, and like, yeah. oh my goodness, it's night and they they've done this so many times that, like, they should just know at this point. Take the cloak. Like, yeah. Um, when Professor McGonagall appeared, she had Neville with her. Neville told Harry that he had been trying to find them because he had heard Draco saying that he was going to try and catch them. That's really nice of Neville. And I think this yeah. is really brave of him. I don't think, like, this is very... Because mostly when you hear, like, oh, Neville's brave, you think of, like, when he stood up to his friends, when he um, tried to stop them from going to the... this time, he actually got out of bed. Yeah, like, that's brave. He didn't... He didn't... Exactly. He didn't have an invisibility cloak. He didn't have a map. He didn't have a Marauder's map. Like, all he had was himself, and he just was... Thought he was gonna be brave enough to go and find Harry and Hermione. So that's really nice and like what about ron did ron not try and stop him it just like like why i feel like ron would have told him like no they're they have a mission they're on a mission neville um mcgonagall asked them to explain themselves but hermione remained silent mcgonagall guessed that they had lied to draco to try and get him in trouble and that they thought it was funny that neville had fallen for it too neville was looking stunned and hurt that's so sad. Oh my goodness. Like, is there, why did, wait, did they actually tell her what was really happening? No, she just oh. thinks, like, maybe, she she thinks that's exactly what happened, that they lied just to try to get Draco in trouble and that Neville had fallen for it. Um, McGonagall gave them each a detention and told them that nothing gave them the right to be walking around at night, especially during these times because it was dangerous. Especially. What does that mean? What does she mean by that? Does she mean be okay? Spoil uh, spoilers. Um, do does she is she saying that because the stones and the okay actually it's not a spoiler. Is she saying that because the stones in the castle and she knows Voldemort's looking for it? Probably, but she but the students don't know that. That's true, but like, why would she say anything? I mean, yeah. because if you really think about it, nothing really that dangerous is happening. Because they have this whole castle full of people who are super secure. They don't know that Voldemort's back, right? Yeah. Well, at this point. Yeah, they they don't. And he's Wait, only, we only right know, now he's in the Forbidden Forest. We only know Voldemort's back in book four. That's like when we really know, right? Yeah. Well, you kind of know in books one and two you can he's sort of back but he's not fully back into well two because i was thinking about it two you more know because his book is back his his um his diary because him 
part of him is back, and that's just Lucius's fault. You'll so. learn what a Horcrux is in book seven. Yeah. So McGonagall also took fifty points from Gryffindor each. How many points do you think she took from Slytherin? Fifty. Okay. She also said that she had she never... Oh, oh uh, well, she was, you know, remember when she was, like, dragging him by the ear? Oh, yeah. She, she took 50 points. Okay. She also said that she had never been more ashamed by, of Gryffindor students. And I, like, put never in all caps. That's not true. Has she met the Marauders? I mean, like, seriously. Yeah. Four of the most... Or what about Fred and George? That's true. Four of them, but, like, six including Fred and George, of the most troublemaking Gryffindors, and she has never been more ashamed. Yeah. I find that hard to believe, McGonagall. Um, this had put McGonagall, or Gryffindor, this had not put McGonagall in last place. This put Gryffindor in last place for point, for points and took away any chance they had at winning the Cow's Cup. I, like, I'm not, I'm a Hufflepuff, so I'm, and he's a Vonda Ravenclaw, so I'm not, like, trying to say they never get points but i feel like that would not put gryffindor in last place like Hufflepuff never gets points they're never in front like yeah they never get in front even though when they're answering questions they they should be getting a lot of points exactly i just think it's more um mcgonagall i think it's more of like snape gives slytherin points just for being themselves and and mcgonagall gives points when necessary i feel like hufflepuff or like helga I mean, not Helga Hufflepuff, Pomona. She doesn't seem like the kind of person that would give Hufflepuff a lot of points just for being themselves. Neither does Flitwick. Flitwick seems like he would, though, which is kind of annoying. Like, when you go to um, Wizarding World and you're in the castle, Ravenclaw has the least points, and then it's Hufflepuff and then Gryffindor. Wait, is Slytherin in in first place or Gryffindor? Gryffindor. Slytherin's almost tied, but it's just so annoying like jk because jk rowling she only makes gryffindor and slytherin have the most points that's true like the you never time. see ravenclaw or hufflepuff win. yeah which would be nice every once in a while jk rowling please <laughs> make them win eventually and then there's dumbledore with the gryffindor team oh, at yes the end yes of every year Every you'll single see, year, but we're gonna talk year. about this so much in the last yeah. chapter like okay so this had put, oh wait, I already said that. Harry couldn't sleep that all, after this whole event, he couldn't sleep all night. And Neville was crying into his pillow oh for God. hours. That's so sad. I no. can't, no Neville. Um, And Harry didn't even try to comfort him. He just, he's just like, just, I, I, if I were. Leo was lying awake listening to the sounds of him sobbing. Yes, that helps Harry fall asleep at night. Um, Why didn't he just tell neville the truth about what happened because why let neville think that harry was so mean and he would tattle or something he doesn't seem like the kind of person that would i think he should just tell neville i don't think he ever does though does he yeah there is um he was dreading what the rest of gryffindor house would say when they all saw oh wait yeah he was dreading what the rest of gryffindor house would say when they all saw all of their points missing wait you know that the point measure point. Oh, yeah, in the, the gra- great hall? The hourglass. What if when s- no one was in there, one student snuck in and, and like, smashed <laughs> the Slytherin I feel one. like because it's magical, it couldn't smash. And, like, <laughs> I feel like Phil should catch them really quickly. Or what if they, like, unscrewed the bottom? Oh, yeah. 
I feel like that's something Peeves would actually try. Just for fun, just to annoy people. Just unscrew them all. But I think because it's magic, that wouldn't work. Yeah. But I could totally see Peeves or just, like, another random student doing that. That would be funny. Or Fred and George. But I wonder, when the teachers say five points to Gryffindor or something like that, does it just magically appear? Yeah, because what happens in the... Because it's, like, an hourglass. Yeah. And they come through the top of the hourglass part into the bottom. At least that's how I think it happens. Um... The next day, when students passed their house point hourglass, they thought there had been a mistake. Then the news got around that Harry Potter, who had won two Quidditch matches for Gryffindor, had lost 150 points along with two other Wait, stupid first-year Gryffindors. The, how, how did they find out? It was, o- it, was only the, it was only Neville, Hermione, and Harry, and McGonagall who knew. I'm guessing somebody went to McGonagall and asked. Okay. That makes more sense to me. Or Neville told people, and then people told people, and then those people. Like, I feel like he would tell Seamus or Dean. That would make more sense than being quiet. And they would probably be like, Neville, what's wrong? Because he probably felt betrayed. Yeah. So he probably, yeah. I can see him, like, gossiping with Seamus and Dean. He's like, I just hate that Harry Potter. He's so mean. Why did they take away 50 points each? She took away 50 points from Neville, too. Yeah, 150. I know, but why Neville? Because because he was out at night. And oh. He wasn't supposed to be. Um, everybody, even the Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws, hated Harry because they all wanted to see Slytherin lose for once. Why don't the Hufflepuffs or Ravenclaws just win? Like, if they're so determined to see Slytherin lose, why don't they just win? Why do they have to rely on Gryffindor to beat Slytherin? I looked well, it up. That's what J.K. Rowling did. I looked it up, and I, it was like... Um, I looked up actually like how many times they've won. There's no count actually because you never see them win in the book, so you actually don't know. Unless it's in Fantastic Beasts, the Fantastic Beasts movie, which I don't really, I haven't really watched those all the way through. I mean, yeah, don't get confusing. me. Those can be confusing. I just haven't really sat down and watched them, which I definitely am going to because we're most likely going to end up talking about them once we get through all the books. Yeah. But I, I still, you know, I love Newt's Commander and all the Queenie. So I, we're definitely going to be talking about those once we get through the books. So we'll have to sit down and watch them. Um, the uh, So Slytherins clapped as Harry passed them and yelled to him that they owed him one. And the other, the only person that stood by him was Ron and tried to cheer him up by saying that Fred and George had lost loads of points in their time at Hogwarts and people still liked them. Um. Are Fred and George being mean to Harry? Um, probably not. I feel like you know, they wouldn't, but at the same time, I feel like they would be upset. I don't think they would do anything mean to Harry, though. Yeah, they'd probably just be, be, be upset behind his back or something. Or tease him or something. Kind of like how they do in yeah. Chamber. Um. Harry even tried to resign from the Quidditch team, but Wood wouldn't hear of it because they were never going to win any more points without Harry. Well, he can't stop him. He can't stop him, but I also think he was just trying to, like, cheer Harry up and just say, like, you can resign, but, like, don't because we need you. Um, The rest of the team also ignored him and referred to him as the seeker if they had to call him anything. And nobody would talk to Hermione or Neville either, and Hermione stopped drawing attention to herself in class. Oh, no, she stopped raising her hand? That is a... Well, now um, she's just losing more points. Yeah, actually. Well, 
not from Snape's class, but other classes oh, yeah. like Flitwick, because he probably gives her points all the time. Yeah. Same with like Pomona. So, um, studying kept Harry's mind off of everything because he had to memorize a lot of things for the exams. One day while we're walking down the hall, he heard Quirrell in a classroom saying, no, not again, please. It sounded like someone had been threatening him, but when Quirrell left the classroom and Harry looked inside, no one was there. Harry had to remind himself not to, like, walk further into the room because he knew, he was like, I don't want to meddle. I don't want to get in trouble for meddling. He was sure that it had been Snape and that Quirrell had finally cracked. Don't beat me up, sir, please. Once Once he got to the library, Harry told Ron and Hermione what he had heard. Hermione wanted to go to Dumbledore because if they tried to find anything out themselves, they would get into trouble. Harry uh, said no because they had no proof and the teachers could easily deny anything they said, which they could because no one's going to believe three 11-year-olds versus, you know, or however old the teachers are. Snape is like 31. Snape is 31 this year. I don't don't even know. But it's an estimation. In this school year, Snape is 31, and Alec Rickman, Alan Rickman does not look 31. Who's I know people currently... He plays Severus Snape. Oh! I know that, that people say that a lot, because the people who play Sirius and Remus, they're all way too old to be playing them. Um, How old are they? Um, They're probably in their 40s or 50s, but like they're supposed to be 31 in Harry's first year. Oh. So, the next morning... Um, the next morning, Harry, Hermione, and Neville were each given a letter that said, Your detention will take place at 11 o'clock tonight. Meet Mr. Filch in the entrance hall, Professor McGonagall. Harry had actually forgotten about going to detention. That night at 11 o'clock, Harry and Hermione said goodbye to Ron and headed down to the entrance hall with Neville where they met Mr. Filch. Do you think Neville was talking to them or do you think he was too hurt to just like t- talk to them at all? He probably already forgave them. You think so? Yeah. I probably, I think he probably, you're right. You're probably right. Because he doesn't, he doesn't really have enough friends for him to have anybody. He's not one to hold a grudge. Yeah. Um, they followed Filch across the dark grounds and they could hear Hagrid ask, is that you Filch? Hurry up. I want to get started. I, I don't think I got that. I want, I want to get started. Um, Harry's face lit up because if Hagrid was leading the detention, that it wouldn't be bad. Filch denied this and said that they were going into the forest and that he didn't think they would be coming out in one piece. That's very reassuring. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Um, Draco stopped walking and said, the forest? We can't go in there at night. There's all sorts of things in there. Werewolves, I've heard. Serious? My father will hear about this moment. I mean, seriously. (laughs) He... I just, he should have said that just now, even though he says it on this, like, same page. He just needs to say that every other sentence. Harry Potter, my father will hear about, like, every other sentence he needs to say that. A lot of times that happens, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Filch told Draco that that was his problem, and Filch does not discriminate between, oh, wait, that's my comment. Filch does not discriminate between houses. I mean, seriously, that's one of the good things about Filch, which we didn't bring up in our Filch episode. I just didn't think of it, but... Like, one of the really good things about him is that he's not like, oh, Gryffindors are better than Slytherin, so I'm only going to take points from Gryffindor, and I'm going to give Slytherin points. No, he, like... You just said Gryffindors are better than Slytherins. Oh, well, it doesn't, like, 
he I'm just mm. trying to point out like he doesn't it. discriminate I between know. houses like how it. Snape does. Okay. Um Hagrid came up to the group with Fang, a large crossbow and a quiver of arrows. Filch told Hagrid that he would be back at dawn for what's left of them. And again, another reassuring comment from Filch. Draco turned to Hagrid and told him that he would not be going into that forest. Hagrid told him that if he was to stay at Hogwarts, he would be. Draco said that this was servant stuff and that his if his father knew about this, he'd... Uh, Hagrid finished and said uh, he'd tell you that's the way it is at Hogwarts and that if he thought it would be better if Draco was expelled, he'd better pack his bags now. Okay, so this is like a minor spoiler what I'm about to bring up. What would have Lucius said? What do you think? Because he did want to, Draco to go to Durmstrang. Ooh, it, I never knew this. Narcissa was the one that wanted draco to go to hogwarts probably just to keep because okay can you explain a little bit about narcissa to people who are listening just like that haven't read all the books is she more of the kind of person that um likes being a death eater or is she just kind of like i married into this family i married into this family because spoiler in the deathly hollows before like the final battle mm-hmm. um she and Draco just walk off. They leave. Okay. Because she cares about Draco, right? Yeah. She doesn't want him to have to kill yeah. Dumbledore. He Because she said, Snape, like, watch out for him, right? Yeah. So, do you... Er, what, well, no, she never said that. She just want. She had Snape, like, help him. Kind of, like, take care of him a little yeah, bit? Yeah, take care of yeah. him and watch his back. Yeah. Stuff like that. So... I think Lucius probably would have taken him out of school and sent him to Durmstrang. What do you think? I think so, too. If it was up to Lucius instead of Narcissa. Like, if Narcissa wasn't even part of the equation of, like, trying to figure out what... I, I'd probably... He'd probably send him to Durmstrang because Hogwarts, they're all... They're, all, uh, they're not pro-Death Eater. Yeah. They, you know, they're all against Death Eaters. And then there's Harry Potter at the school. And... If something happened later in the year, he would probably pull him out. Or late late in a later year. Yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe if if Narcissa wasn't part of the equation, I think Lucius would have pulled Draco out of school to go to Durmstrang. But if Narcissa had an opinion and was allowed to um, have a say, say, then he would stay at Hogwarts. That's what I think. Um, Hagrid led the group to the very edge of the forest and pointed out some unicorn blood to them. He said that they were going to try and find the injured unicorn. Malfoy asked what would happen if whatever hurt the unicorn found them first, and Hagrid said that nothing would hurt them if they were with him or Fang. Hagrid split the group into two separate groups, him, Harry, and Hermione, and Neville and Draco together. He told them to send up green sparks if they found the unicorn and red if they were in trouble. Um, I think... I think Hagrid should have known that putting Draco and Neville together was not a good idea. Because I think from the start, he should have put Harry and Draco together. Just because, like, Harry could keep Draco in check. Or and, like, or he should have just, or Hagrid should have gone, uh, had Draco in his group. That's true. Like, maybe Hagrid and Neville, or Hagrid, Neville, and Draco, and then just... That yeah, actually is so much he... better because Harry and Hermione are so capable. Like, they, they're they good at, you know, yeah. being wizards and witches. So, that would have actually made more sense. 
Uh, Draco said that he wanted Fang with him and Neville, and Hagrid responded by telling him that he was a coward. That Fang was a coward, which is so funny. Like, why? And it kind of contradicts what he said when he was like, nothing's going to hurt you if you're with me or Fang. So it kind of just contradicts that by saying, oh, well, he's a coward, so good luck. So they started into the forest, and Hagrid's group went left. Neville and Draco went right. While they walked, Harry asked if a werewolf could have hurt the unicorn. Hagrid said that wouldn't have been fast enough, and that he had never known a unicorn to be hurt. Hagrid was talking to Hermione when mid-sentence, Get behind that tree! (laughs) All caps. He pulled the two kids behind a massive tree and fitted an arrow into his crossbow. What would have happened if the same thing had happened to Neville and Draco? Who would have protected them? Because Fang is a coward, so who would have protected them? Um, probably no one. They'd all run. I honestly think Draco would push Neville, and Neville would fall on the ground, and then he'd, like, run behind a tree. I think that's... And then Fang would probably go with Draco. Yeah. Like, behind the tree. Okay, so you can go ahead and read your notes now. Okay, uh, so Hagrid Hagrid asked who was there, and a centaur named Ronan came into the clearing. Hagrid asked him him if there was anything unusual going on, but he only said Mars was bright tonight. Twice. And he said it twice, yeah. Which is kind of annoying. So then then another centaur uh, came out of the woods, and his name was Bane. He... Hagrid asked him, too. He also said Mars is bright tonight. What book is Ronan the teacher for... What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Um, Herbology. No, 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 no. Stop. The the one Sybil Trelawney teaches. I forgot the name. Oh, Divination. Yeah. Which book is that? I think it's five, right? When Umbridge is there because they fire... I think... Trelawney. Well... Dumbledore stops her. But no, 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 McGonagall stops because Dumbledore's yeah. already gone at that point. But they let Trelawney live in the castle, but they fire her, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think Ronan's okay. the. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, as they walked, they saw red sparks in the sky, and Hagrid left Hermione and Harry alone as he ran towards the sparks. When Hagrid came back with Neville and Draco, he switched the groups because Draco grabbed Neville and scared him. I think the groups, in my opinion, should be Hermione, Draco, and Fang. And then, uh, what's it called? Hagrid, Harry, and Neville. That's at least what I want. Yeah. That's like just, I mean, I don't think it's probably the most advisable groups, but I still think that they would be good, and I really want that to happen. Okay, so Harry then went with Draco and Fang, and as they walked, they came into a clearing where they saw the, a bleeding and mangled unicorn. Mangled. <laughs> a few moments later, a hooded figure on all fours crawled to the unicorn and started drinking its blood. Did he have teeth at this point? Who? Spoiler. Did Voldemort have teeth? Um. Because, okay, what form did he have? Was he more of like a mist? Wait, it was Quirrell. I forgot. Yeah, it was Quirrell, correct? It wasn't Voldemort because he was sharing the body with Quirrell. So it was Quirrell. So it was Quirrell. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he did have teeth. So he just, like, punctured the the unicorn's flesh and was just like, yummy unicorn blood. Yeah. So Malfoy and Fang ran, but when the figure looked at Harry, he couldn't move. 
because he was frozen with fear. Frozen with fear. As the figure came closer, Harry started feeling a searing pain in his scar, and 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 as it came closer, a centaur jumped out of the woods and uh, chased away this figure thingy mob. Yeah, Wait, is that the one that's the teacher? Which one did I say? No, not yes, is Ronin or Ferenz the one that teaches? I don't know. I think it's Ferenz. It's yeah, been a while. It's the younger one. I I've only read the series once. You have? Well, you've only read it. <laughs> no, I've read. Okay, I've read several of the books multiple times. I've read Azkaban like three times. I've read so many. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Bane got angry because Ferenz was letting Harry ride him. <laughs> So friends was okay. Letting, that's so weird. okay. Okay, so uh, so friends friends was rescuing Harry, was rescuing Harry, and letting him ride him back to Hagrid. And ba- so Bane got angry because friends was letting Harry ride him, <laughs> and because he inf- interfered in what was happening. Yeah. Uh, friends then left with 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 uh, while Harry asked him why they were angry and what that thing was, but friends didn't ask. Uh, Answer him. Answer. Uh, later, friends asked him what uni- what unicorn's blood was used for. Harry said he didn't know, so he told him that it could be used to keep you alive, even in the brink of death. But it curses you, and you will only live a half life. Because hold on, confusing? Like, yeah, kind of. Wait, hold on. So, spoiler. Voldemort drinks it because he wants to live forever, yes. correct? And that's exactly why he makes the Horcruxes, because he wants to be alive forever. But I have a question. If Voldemort's actual body dies, is he only living in the Hufflepuff cup and the diadem? Is that how he's living? He's living through these objects? No, I don't. I just don't think his body can die. Okay. Okay. Or, or like, basically, if you, I think, probably if you kill his body later... He'll probably reform or something. Yeah, maybe. I just know that the Horcruxes keep him alive. Obviously, I haven't read book seven. I just know, like, from other things I've listened to or, you know, movies. So, for, uh, Harry went, asked, uh, who, like, who would want to drink Unicorn's blood and, you know, stay alive? So, friends asked Harry, who would want eternal life and is trying to regain their strength? Then Harry realized it was Voldemort. They went back to the common room, and Harry filled his friends in on what happened. When Harry went to bed, he found his invisibility cloak underneath the sheets with the note that said, Just in case. Because this is all part of Dumbledore's master plan, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Okay, so this week we don't have any movie use because I couldn't find any for this chapter. But, like... When we do our um, movie book comparison, there's going to be so many movies. Like, I'm just going to include a lot of trivia on the movie, and it's just going to be fun. So, that's what we're going to do for that part. So, let's take a short break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back from the short break. And now we're going to be talking about our analysis part of the episode. Um, we don't detentions. We're gonna be talking. We about... don't have a Hogwarts journal. Either. Yes, we do. Oh, we do. Yes, we do. Well, you left it for I just, I like. I'm. Hold on. Yes, we do. We do have a Hogsmeade journal. Okay, so read next week's chapter, and it's chapter sixteen, and it's called "Through the Trap Door," and it's read by Kenneth Branagh and Ruth Wilson. 
Oh, with Helena Bottom Carter. So that's cool. Um, Kenneth Bryan, he plays. These people, they're one, they're one book, they're one chapter ahead of us. Hold on. Well, they, they finished the whole book. Let me just, Kenneth. They did? Yes. Wait, what? Wait. Yeah, they finished the whole book on Wizarding World. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, that's how you say it, I'm guessing. He plays, um, oh yeah, he plays Gild- uh, Gilderoy or Gilderoy? I think it's Gilderoy. He plays Gilderoy Lockhart, so that's. I love Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, he He's, like, him. my favorite, one of my top favorite Harry Potter characters. I love that character. I have the card for him, and we're probably going to do an analysis on him in book Oh, two. Chocolate Frogs. Um, the Chocolate Frog card. Oh, yeah, Chocolate Frog card. So, we're probably going to do his analysis in book two. Okay, so Ruth, Ruth Wilson, I don't think she's in Harry Potter. I, I just think she's, like, in that you know, like reading. Okay. And then Helena Bottom Carter of, is, of course, uh, Bellatrix Lestrange, mm-hmm. who is also a great character. So, yeah, listen to that for next week's chapter. So now let's get into our analysis. And we're going to be talking about, like I said, detentions, punishments, wow. all of the different types of punishments at Hogwarts and when they occur and all of that. So remember, there's going to be spoilers. And you can pretty much just assume that for any of our analysis episodes because, like, they're all going to contain stuff from future. So, yeah, this has spoilers. So, if you don't want spoilers, if you haven't read all the books, maybe come back to this when you have. But, yes, spoilers. So, let's start. Um, so, today we're talking about punishments, detentions, point deductions, and more that take place at Hogwarts. So, I'm we're just going to list a type of punishment, and then we're going to say who can deliver this punishment. Like, different instances maybe that this has happened in. So, let's start. The first is confiscation of possessions. Um, the caretaker, prefects, and teachers can all take away items that are on the list of prohibited items. Where do the items go? Do they just go in the trash? Do you think they go in a drawer and it's like, come back to me at the end of the year? Oh, yeah. I think it's Felch. He has, like, drawers yeah. filled with I, things. Yeah, I know that one. But, like, what do the prefects do with it? Oh, they pr- they put it in their luggage and they're like, <laughs> I have a new toy now. <laughs> um, or they probably give it to Filch. That's true. Yeah. Um. Do you think? Okay. So, do you think Hagrid, as a groundskeeper, could confiscate items? Probably not, cause he's not a teacher and he doesn't even live in the castle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like he should be able to. I'll, there's no instance where he has. I don't think so. You know, I don't think we would know. If he has, but I feel like he should be able to. Oh, because he's a teacher. Because he becomes a teacher. Oh, yeah. So he can. He can when he's a teacher. It actually probably doesn't make that much sense that he would be able to just as a groundskeeper. Like, what's he going to do? I'm taking away that broom. The caretaker. Isn't caretaker? He, no, isn't that's Phil. Caretaker from the grounds. He's a groundskeeper, though. I think it's, uh. it's different, but like, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's kind of the same. So, in Harry's third year, McGonagall confiscated his firebolt because she believed it may have been sent by Sirius Black, one of the best characters in this whole series. Only I'm because so... Hermione told she her. told McGonagall. Yes, I'm so excited for that book. I mean, it's it's one of the best. So, in Harry's fifth year, Dolores Umbridge confiscated Harry's broom as punishment, along with Fred and George's because they attacked Draco. And that 
I don't remember the exact instance. I didn't write down the exact instance. Oh, it's because, oh, we're going to talk about it a little bit more in a second when we get to another type of punishment because something else happens to them. So we'll, we'll keep talking about that. Harry did not get his back until the end of the school year, but Fred and George got theirs back when they left school. So we're going to talk about this way more in book five, but how mad do you think um, Molly was that they left school? Obviously, we're going to talk about this way more in five because that's when it actually happens, but let's talk about it a little bit more now. Uh, I think... I think Molly was gonna be, was pretty mad, mm-hmm. but what did they do? How did they attack Draco? We're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit more because I think they got some sort of other punishment because I remember writing more about it. Um, I took these notes like a week ago, so I don't remember exactly. But yeah, I we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. But how mad do you think Molly was? She was probably real- that uh, that they left school. I mean. Wait. Okay, uh, Harry did not get his back until the end of the school year, but Fred and George got his back when they left school. Okay, so, oh, I, like, when they, when they finished school. No, 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 I'm saying when they left school, when they ditched school, and they set all those fireworks off, and they literally oh, flew their broomsticks out it. of school, how mad do you think Molly was? Even after they already told her about, like, the whole Dumbridge, um, Dumbridge, the Umbridge situation. She was probably really mad because that mad because she basically started a sort of they basically started a sort of riot. They did. They did. Like a protest. No, but like a a protest that turned into a riot pretty much. In school. Yeah. So I think she was she's probably furious, but they become so successful after this. In the movies, some of the teachers got in on it. Oh yeah. It's hilarious. Like uh, like he started dancing. Oh yeah, it's funny. Um the the movies did a really good job with that that part. Um she was probably furious, but they become so successful that like after a while she probably wasn't even mad because you know they start that big joke shop that's even better than Zonko's and like it's she probably was not even, like, after that was just, like, whatever. Um, now let's talk about house point deductions. Most common form of punishment at Hogwarts. This is more of a pure pressure punishment because when you lose points, you drag your whole house down so people will, would be upset with you. Um, is the only reason Slytherin ever wins the House Cup because Snape favors them or... Do you think he ever takes points from Slytherin? He probably never takes points from Slytherin. I think it would be extremely rare. Yeah, and he'd probably only take, like, a few. Yeah, n- nowhere near, like, as many as McGonagall takes. Even though the kids deserve it, you know, like, when she takes 150 points from three students, you know, in all, not 150 from each, but she takes them fairly. So, I don't think Snape's the kind of person that would do that. Um... Teachers, prefects, and head boy and girl have the power to take away points from a house. What are the head boy and girl in charge of? I just think it's like a sort of title. I yeah, I see it as more. You know, when I think of them, or, I see oh, it. I think it's like head boy, like head of the prefects. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or it's more of it could either be like head of the prefects, like you're pretty much like because there was only one head boy and one head girl. Yeah, so maybe you're like a prefect, but like you're like the top prefect, your head boy, your head girl. Or maybe it's just like you're super smart, you get to be head girl, and you're super smart, you get to be head boy. So maybe it's just like a prestigious title, like you said. Yeah. Um, the inquisitorial squad could also take points from students. 
Uh, Vaughn, could you just explain a little bit to the people who haven't read book five, maybe, who are listening, who don't know what that Spoilers. is? Spoilers. Okay, so, um, uh, when, okay, when Ubridge came to the school, the Inquisitor, she, uh, had signups for the Inquisitorial Squad, yeah. who would help her find kids who weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, and they also helped track down the the DA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Double Army. Yeah. And, and Dr- Draco, Crab, Crab, and Goyle, they all signed up for it, too. Yeah. Because she was the High Inquisitor, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, but it was, like, only Slytherins who signed up. Yeah. And she probably, I mean, she probably, Hufflepuffs were probably way too scared. Same with Ravenclaws were probably, like, let's just not get into this. Like, let's just leave it alone. And Gry- Gryffindors scared. were probably just mad. <laughs> like... And yeah. they were all probably all in DA. Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about detentions. The length of the detention gets to be determined by the teacher, and they also get to decide what the student will be doing during the detention. Um, Draco Malfoy was given a detention by Miner- Minerva McGonagall after he failed to turn in his transfiguration homework twice. This actually served as a way to cover up his mur- murder attempt. Vaughn, would you care to explain? Wait, what book is um, this? I think it's set, it's six, because, wait, oh. the one where Dumbledore dies. Okay, I don't think it's his murder attempt. I think it's the vanishing cabinet. Can you just explain this whole scenario, circumstance, like, whatever? Okay, so basically the big plan, Draco, he, he was going to use the vanishing cabinet in Hogwarts, uh, in the one in Borgen and Burks, mm-hmm. to transport Death Eaters from Borgen and Burks into Hogwarts to come in, uh, take over Hogwarts, and he would kill, uh, Dumbledore, but he was prob, but he probably, uh, was working on the Vanishing Cabinet, he was probably experimenting with it, trying to make it work. Okay, yeah. Um, my, okay, let's, yeah, um, (laughs) Uh, when Dolores Umbridge was a professor, she actually tortured students as a form of punishment. Oh, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, and in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, uh, in this other, in this alternate reality where Voldemort rules, he's like the the all high power. Yeah. Um, Umbridge, she basically serves out detention uh like detentions and torture and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah she she's that's under, i mean she she tortured they torture students bad her and the paros i mean when i was reading cursed child i mean i wasn't in love with it. you know it's good for what it is and i've only read it i haven't gone and seen it yet so i you know it's probably one of those things you have to go and see but i wasn't really like into it fully into it until that alternate reality it was just so interesting to see hermione it was so like yeah and like snape is good and he's good in this alternate reality and hermione and ron are there i know but like he he expresses a good side i think secretly i think it's the old the only change in that reality is that they lost the battle yes definitely so I that that part really just got me into that like play it's it's a good play if you haven't read it read it it's obviously if you if you're able to go see it you know once it like when things reopen um after the coronavirus yeah either buy the book or see it it's it's good so 
Um, yeah, so uh, Umbridge's punishments were not nearly as bad as those used by the Caros during Lord Voldemort's reign over Hogwarts. Um, I know you've told us in another episode, but really quickly, just review, recap on what the Caros did to the students. Okay, so basically the Caros, they were Death Eaters, and they were in charge of punishments, detentions, and all that. And during detentions, they would torture the children so terribly, like with the Cruciatus Curse, mm-hmm. that they would just never break any rules again. They never wanted to. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, Like, even, even uh, in Book 7, Neville, he got tortured a few times. Okay. Um... When, so, when Harry uh, uses Sectum Sempra against Draco, McGonagall gives him detention every Saturday morning until the end of that term. Um, Sectum Sempra was created by Severus Snape while he was at Hogwarts. Sectum means cut, Sempra means forever. So, this scene, I, isn't it like Draco runs to the bathroom for some reason? Yeah, so, because he's talking to Snape, and... There's a lot of pressure under him for killing Dumbledore. So he's just going to the bathroom. He's crying. To cry. And And Harry comes in. Harry follows him. Why would you come in? Just leave him be. Yes. So Harry comes in and then Draco notices him. And then he starts attacking Harry with his wand. So Harry, for some dumb reason, he uses Sectum Sempra. uh, But he doesn't. It's just experimental. He doesn't know. So he uses Sectum Sempra, and what basically happens is an invisible sword slashes your target. Okay, so um, could it kill someone? Could it could die? definitely kill him. Like he was terribly bu- bloody. If Snape hadn't been there, he would have died. Really? Yeah. What? Where did he cut him at? Like chest, I think. Oh wow. Okay. Um. That that's who where he was bleeding. Yeah, that's a good scene. <laughs> like. It, um, just, the bathroom is all flooded and he's just yeah. lying on the ground yeah choking. yeah um uh so do you have a favorite detention that <laughs> someone ever receives okay so my favorite maybe it can be a bad punishment it can be a good punishment my favorite is obviously the one with gilderoy lockhart it's so funny oh, he just has to letters. sit there and write like letters fan mail fan mail yeah, yeah. so what's your favorite um if you had to pick one Removal of privileges. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> detention specifically. Oh, no, okay. No, no. I'm um, saying, what's your favorite detention that's ever? If you had to pick, um, probably. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> Is there a list or something? No, just like what you can remember. I can't really remember. Is there a specific teacher that you like when gives detention? Umbridge. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Caros. The Caros are my favorite. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is removal of privileges. Teachers can take away Quidditch and Hogsmeade visits as punishment. When Harry and George Weasley... Yep, this is attacked Draco Draco Malfoy for insulting their families. Umbridge took away their privilege to play Quidditch and took away their broomsticks. She did the same to Fred because he would have have also attacked if he had not been restrained by Alicia Spinnett, Angelina Johnson, and Katie Bell. 
why why didn't and why didn't any of them try to restrain Harry or George? They probably just I mean like think about it three girls versus this you know super tall Fred or George yeah. Fred Weasley. I mean I don't think they could have restrained all three of them. In his third year, Neville lost his Hogsmeade visit because he allowed his list of passwords into the common room to be taken. This is when Sirius Black breaks in and he claws the, what's it called? The portrait? Yeah. She shouldn't have opened for him, but, you know, it's good because he got his firebolt, right? Is that when he gets his firebolt? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Wait, no, it's not. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. The same... The same happened to Harry after his interview with Rhea Skeeter uh, for the quibbler about Voldemort's return. So they took away his Hogsmeade visit, like, privileges because, you know, Umbridge doesn't want people to know. Ginny lost her Hogsmeade privilege in her sixth year when she reformed Dumbledore's army. Why did she reform that? I don't know. It Just for fun. Oh, no, it's because, uh, remember, the, the Death Eaters had taken over the school. This oh, was when yeah. Harry was in the seventh year, the seventh book. Yeah, okay, yeah. Why'd she reform it, though? Was it just, like, a bunch of students willing to fight back or something? And really, she only, well, yeah, and she only lost her Hogsmeade privilege? She should have lost more than that. Wait, she I have a question. Away. I have a question about this. So, when they attacked, why didn't the parents come and try to get their kids out of Hogwarts? Was it because the, the people would have killed the parents? Probably, but I guess I guess they didn't have anywhere else to send them. That's true. Yeah. Um Um Why were they even going to Hogsmeade during Voldemort's reign? I don't I don't even know why they would the parents would even send them to Hogwarts because they knew the the Death Eaters had taken over. They knew? Yeah, everyone knew. Oh wow, okay. So I'm so excited for book seven and six. I mean like I'm excited for a lot of books. Once we get Chamber of Secrets, which is my least favorite books, this is gonna be exciting. Molly <laughs> almost didn't didn't send them to Hogwarts. She shouldn't have. That doesn't even make sense. Um like, I, I think they knew, but I'm not positive. Yeah. But I think they know. Uh-huh. In Cursed Child, when Albus, Albus and Scorpius Potter were found using a time-turner to prevent Cedric Diggory's death, McGonagall took away their Hogsmeade visits for the rest of the year, including Christmas and Easter holidays. Um, and the next one is Parent or Guardian Notification. So, um, this is, I guess, when they notify parents, right? <laughs> In Chamber of Secrets, Dumbledore sent letters to Harry and Ron's families after they flew the car to Hogwarts. Uh, Ron's mother sent him a howler. I remember this scene, and isn't it doesn't Neville go like, "Oh yeah, my grand sent me once, like sent me one once, and you better open it because it'll explode." I wish they had shown that scene when Neville gets a howler. She probably J.K. Rowling probably got the idea, like you know, like during that writing. But I wish they had shown Neville get a howler. It would have been so funny. Um, they show it in the movie though. They don't show Neville get a howler. In the movie. Really? Yeah. Which he one? Gets a, he gets a red envelope, a howler. Oh, he does? In, in his second year. Oh, yeah, but you're only supposed to, I mean, because Ron gets one in his, Ron gets one at the very beginning of second year, right? Yeah. So Neville was saying, oh, I've gotten one. That means he's he would have had to gotten it, get it, not gotten it. He would have had to have gotten it in his first year because it was like, yeah. Um. Yeah, so next part, expulsion. 
Expulsion is the final and worst punishment at Hogwarts. If you are expelled, the Ministry of Magic snaps your wand in half. Yeah, yikes. Um, in some cases, if the student has already passed their OWLs, they may be deemed allowed to keep their wand and continuing t- and continue to practice magic. This happened with Newt Scamander. If a student performs magic outside of Hogwarts, they receive a letter. If they do it again, they are expelled. This happened to Harry Potter. When Dolores Umbridge was High Inquisitor, she passed new rules that said if you tried to start a new organization or carried the quibbler inside school, you would be expelled. She passes all these laws. It's pretty much if you do anything at Hogwarts, you get, you get like, you get expulsions, you get all these different types of punishments that we're talking about. There was like, there was like 90 something. There's so many. And it's literally in the movies. They do a really good job of this because they just like, it's just one scene. Phil just hammering it's montage, up new, it's, yeah. He's just hammering up a new thing, uh, a new law. Yeah. Next scene, he's seeing him doing it again. Yeah, it's again. so... And then he gets a bigger ladder every time. They do these, you know, like, monta- that montage, and it's so awesome. I love that movie because they do such a perfect job of just portraying everything yeah, that... Every that. important thing that happens. Maybe maybe their battle scene with the... In the... What's it called? The... I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting. In that, in that scene where they fight all the Death Eaters in Voldemort, they could have done a better job with that. Maybe made it a little bit longer, Number but... Seven? No, no, book five. Oh. When they're in the Department oh, of I, Minis- I Mysteries. But otherwise, it is so good with that movie. Um, uh, Vaughn, um, just... Wait. Oh, wait, I don't even know why I said Vaughn. Um, so, now we're going to talk... So, I found... So, what we just read was that was pretty much... That was from the Harry Potter wiki. So, that we're going to put that link in the description. Now, we're going to... Um, now, we're going to go to a Wizarding World article, and it's called The Worst Hogwarts Punishments Ranked. I'm going to read out all ten of the punishments in the order of the Wizarding World ranked them. Then, we are going to rank them ourselves. So, number ten, writing lines. So, uh, nine, tasks without using magic. Eight, forbidden forest. Seven, helping answer fan mail. Uh, six, quidditch ban. Five, owl to parents. Four, banned from Hogwarts. Two, Umbridge's evil quill. Wait, three, Umbridge's evil quill. Two, copying old detention records. What? One, expulsion. That probably was hard. Really? <laughs> copying. Tor- torture is better than copying old detention records they should have put the caros on there why didn't they banned from hogwarts like hold on expulsion and banned from hogwarts are like the same thing right probably banned means suspension oh yeah okay i feel okay so now you reorder so like just in your mind you can come up with different ones that you would Okay. So, okay. So, first, let's start with your number 10. Pick okay. pick one for your number My 10. My number 10 would, pro- would be tasks without using magic. Oh, gosh. That's that's hard. Um, I think 10 would be helping answer fan mail because, for me, I feel like that would be easy. Yeah. number My number 9 would be helping answer fan mail. My number 9 would be writing lines. Okay, 8. My number 8 would be writing lines. Eight. I say owl to parents for eight. Uh, seven. Uh, owl to parents. Seven is tasks without using magic. Um, six forbidden. No, no. Uh, copying old detention records. That's gonna be my same. Yeah. Okay. Five. Quidditch ban. 
Okay, five. I would. Yeah, let's. I'll do that too. Four, Forbidden Forest. Um, I'm gonna say four. Copying old detention records. Oh, you don't know. I'm gonna switch mine around. Copying old detention records. I forgot about that. Okay, three. Uh, Forbidden Forest. Three is yeah, probably Forbidden Forest. That's expulsion. Yeah, expulsion, Two. and then Umbridge's seen. evil quill. Yeah, yeah. So that's our order. Um. So yeah, that will. But I'm sure some kids would rather take the quill than would rather take the quill the quill than being expelled. I'm sure, yeah. But that's so hard. I mean, like carving a word into your own skin until every it, single until night until it's like a scar. I mean, Harry's gonna have that scar forever. Think about it. Everyone's um, gonna have that scar forever. Yeah. So Hermione has the mud blood written on her arm. Yeah. And Harry has this literally. I will not tell lies across his hand. Like. Yeah, but the, and then there's like a bunch of other kids who have it. Yeah, so other Lee, 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 he has. I think. And I then there's not... like this little boy who she had it to. Who? Creevy? Dennis? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm just. Or no, I think his little brother. Yeah, Dennis. Yeah. Dennis Creevy. Well, oh my goodness, I can't. Like, I he just can't imagine it. In, in, in the movie, there's a scene where he's crying and George is, like, comforting him. Oh, my like, goodness. Um, uh, so, article. The five oddest reasons Hogwarts uh, students lost house points. Five. Because Hermione was too clever. Snape did not want her to, uh, her to answer her question. Did not want to hear her Cause she, answers. He, he said, uh, you're insuffer- you insufferable know-it-all. Insufferable know it all, yeah, because he was asking Harry, not Hermione. Um, because Harry wasn't being punished enough, Umbridge, Harry wasn't learning anything from her, yeah. So, like, she kept punishing him because he kept talking all about Dumbledore or yeah. Voldemort's return. Um, because Malfoy had just too much heart making fun of people. <laughs> that's like what that <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, because of Ron's unorthodox method of spotting ghosts, read. Ex- uh, oh, <laughs> what? oh my goodness! I was gonna read like a little. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Okay. I think he. Yeah, I'm not gonna read that. That was just on there. You can go to okay, the uh, because, article and because Malfoy was in charge, the High Inquisitorial Squad. He did was he choose to get, take away the points. Um, he took so many points away from people. Wait, the Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was like, I mean, constantly just like point, point. Like, is that the one year that Gryffindor didn't win? I think so. I can't remember if they win because how many years? Oh, they have time to see. Wait, is this book five? Yeah. How many years has Dumbledore been like, okay, you get extra points, you get extra points and you get extra points. Okay, well, Dumbledore is out of the school. Okay, so, number one, number two, number three. Really? I think so. Probably number four because he wins, I'm right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about number four. In the book, he gives all, uh, spoiler, he gives all his galleons to friend George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't remember if. I don't think so in number four. But I don't. I don't think five. So. I think so. Okay, all I remember, all I know for fact is number one because I were number two in so long. But we're getting to that. That'll, yeah. 
So that's it for today. That's it for today. Make sure to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts because it'll just help people find our podcast. And help so us grow. yeah. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time with chapter 16 and another analysis. So bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for more Potter-based content.